Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And Michelle and Randy head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Our Blues Insider from The Athletic is the one and only Jeremy Rutherford. Jared, good morning. How you doing, man? Real good, uh, Randy and Michelle. Real good, thanks. Uh, first, we want to start with this. You were listening to our discussion about the designated hitter, and uh, we want you to weigh in. What are your thoughts on the DH coming to the National League? Yeah, you know, I've had a bit of a change of heart. I'm a lifelong St. Louis and played baseball all my life, went to hundreds and hundreds of Cardinal games, and whitey ball and and watching tony and i remember being 13 14 15 years old sitting in the stand saying okay now next inning is he gonna be able to take the pitcher out so are they gonna bat for him here what are they gonna do and the strategy just uh, enamored me Uh, but now you get a little bit older and and like i said a little bit of a change of heart and and part of it is because uh you go to the games with your kids and it's request after request it's cotton candy it's a souvenir it's uh, can I get anything? And so I don't even know that I watched the game. I laughed when I heard you make the comment a minute ago that uh, do you even know what the score is sometimes? I'll be honest, there are times we're in the car ride home and I'll say to my wife, so did the Cardinals win? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's a lot less time for me to pay attention to the strategy, and uh, I'd love to see some more runs. Well, I'm glad that you've changed uh, your mind on that, Jr. because it seems like it's coming and it's something that we need to deal with. Um, so Randy and I were just talking about this interview with Craig Berube about how you spoke to him as he's driving back from, where was he, Randy? Philly, Philly to St. Louis. And I asked Randy in the commercial break, what kind of car do you think Craig Berube drives? And we, we were trying to guess. And I said, I think it's going to be a tough vehicle, an SUV. I think it's going to be comfortable, but not a, like a top-of-the-line luxury vehicle. I can't see him in like a Mercedes or something. Um, but I also think it's going to be something he can settle into. I said, I, I think maybe an Escalade, a black Escalade, because I'm thinking Tony Soprano vibes. He's kind of the boss of the team. <laughs> so you tell us, what kind of car do you think he drives? And if I, am I way off on this one? Well, I was a terrible reporter that day because I did not ask him. But the entire time we're doing the podcast for the 25 minutes, I'm picturing him in a vet with, uh, you know, no no roof and the hair is blowing. And I don't know if you heard him in the podcast, but he said he hadn't had a haircut in a long time and the hair was just uh, flowing. You know what's funny about that is you never know where you're going to catch people when you do those podcasts. You call them, they call you back, and, you know, we had... Scotty Upshaw a couple months ago, I think he was in a bathroom at a golf course in California. And so when Craig Berube calls, and you could kind of hear the wind in the background, we're like, hey, Chief, where are you at? And he goes, oh, I'm just driving back from Philly, uh, you know, to St. Louis. And you're like, okay. And uh, the, the whole time, he's great. It was, it was a fun interview. Uh, but you say, Chief, what do you got uh, rocking there? And he said, oh, got some tunes, got some country, got some rock and roll, big rock and roll fan, you know, hair blowing, everything good. <laughs> and so uh, just epic listening to Chief on the way back uh, from Philly. And what was your big takeaway? And people can go to The Athletic and listen to the We Went Blues podcast. But what was your biggest takeaway from your conversation with Chief? 
couple things. Uh, he, uh, as we've been talking about for the past couple weeks, he says, hey, I don't care about the format. Let's play hockey. And that's kind of been his mantra since he took over. I think that it's uh, filtered down to the players. You hear Braden Shen, Alex Petrangelo say, let's just play hockey. We don't care about the round robin and who we play, uh, so on and so forth. I, I thought when he talked about the approach, the training camp is going to be a little bit different. Uh, they're going to get right into some scrimmaging. He hopes that the, the players, even though they've been off for a long time and not skating until recently, he, he hopes they're ready uh, to scrimmage. And then also his comment on Vladimir Tarasenko. He said that the shoulder is probably as strong as it's ever been. And he also said that he is in better shape right now than when he reported to training camp in September. So you've got a healthy and in shape Vladimir Tarasenko. Ooh, hearing that, hearing Chiefs say you got a healthy and dangerous Vladimir Tarasenko. If if I'm a Blues fan, I have confidence in this team anyway. But just to hear those words coming from Chief, it's got to make Blues fans feel very confident about their chances. Yeah, for sure. And you know that all the teams are going to be uh, rested, and you all you know that uh, they're going to be healthy for the most part. I know a few, few guys around the league, you know, still aren't going to make it back because they had surgery. But who's getting a Vladimir Tarasenko back? And you know, the one good thing here for Vladdy is he was going to come back about a week after the league paused on that next road trip uh, in mid to late March. And he was going to jump into a lineup where he was the only one that was rusty. And now you're going to jump into a situation where, granted, he hasn't played uh, since October. So, you know, if you look at the calendar, he's going to be more rusty uh, than most. But it's going to be more of a level playing field for him jumping into the competition. So I think that's going to uh, bode well. JR, because everybody has their injured players coming back and because teams are going to be rested, everybody's going to feel good. And we feel great about the blues because of where they've been, what they know how to do. What concerns should we have about the blues? You know, I think it's, uh, you were touching on it earlier. I heard uh, with Bernie Federico is just finding your game quickly. That's the thing. And, you know, there are some players on the Blues roster who take a little while to get going. And I think that if you, you were looking to the end of that regular season and it looked like you were going to win the Western Conference and now all of a sudden you go, you know, one and two in the, in the round robin and you're the three seed and, you know, now you're playing a pretty decent team that's coming off a, a play-in series win, uh, it's going to be tough. So I, I think whether you're Jordan Bennington or you're some of these other top six uh, Blues players, Alex Petrangelo, Colton Preco, these guys that are going to play a lot of minutes, they're going to have to find their game quickly or else you could find yourself in an early hole. That's the one thing that strikes me. It's funny you mentioned Jordan Bennington, JR, because my next question was going to be about just that. We talk about these guys getting back to skating form and getting back to their physical form, but for goalies, it's a completely different animal. And to think about where Jordan Bennington was, where he last left off, and to just have that pause, to have everything stop, I wonder from a mental standpoint how a goalie gets back to where they were. Well, tell me if you ever heard this one before, but I asked him that exact question word for word a couple of days ago, and he said, I'm not nervous. <laughs> <laughs> he said that uh, it won't be a problem. And I actually did. I said, Jordan, you know, I know that you've gone through uh, off seasons where you're not seeing a lot of shots for months, and then you get into uh, St. Louis and, you know, September, and, and you start seeing some NHL shots. And he just said, I'm not worried. It won't take long. Uh, once we get back. So is he being confident? Sure. You know, that's the Jordan Bennington we know, but from his perspective, uh, that's what he's saying. JR, one of our favorite players to cover here in St. Louis over the years was Kevin Shattenkirk, and there's a great piece that Scott Burnside has written about him at The Athletic about how sometimes your dream scenario doesn't always turn out to be the dream scenario. 
Yeah, and Shattenkirk, uh, Kevin Shattenkirk is absolutely positively one of my favorites and just absolutely tough uh, for him. Uh, you know, I think uh, Tampa Bay was a team that was on the Blues' radar in terms of making a trade several years ago. Uh, he didn't want to go there at the time. Edmonton is another one. The Blues could have had Taylor Hall. Uh, that didn't work out. Ultimately, Kevin Shattenkirk wanted to write his ticket to New York, and, and it couldn't have went any worse. He had a knee injury, and then uh, they bought him out. And so now he finds himself uh, in Tampa Bay on a really good team with Pat Maroon, uh, John Cooper, and the whole bunch, and they have a chance to win a Stanley Cup. So growing up, that's all he ever wanted to do was be a New York Ranger. He, he got uh, the opportunity uh, to do that. Uh, it didn't work out the way he wanted, but now his career uh, in search of that Stanley Cup could wind up the way he wants it. And, Jer, one of the things in his departure that Doug Armstrong said, and Doug Armstrong is great with his players, he said, hey, Petro's our number one guy, and Kevin Chattenkirk wanted to be the number one guy. You have Pareko and Petro now, and you have to believe both want to be the number one guy. Do you see a scenario in which over the course of the next eight years that you could have both of those guys on your roster? Talking about Petro and, and Pareko? Pareko? Yeah. yeah. Because both are going to be one. Number one, they're both going to want the contract, and they're both going to be not not only paid like number one defensemen, but they they want to be the guy that gets the minutes that's on the on the power play, that's on the PK. They're, they both, and reasonably so, want to be that guy, right? Yeah, and I don't see it for the same reason that you couldn't see it with uh, Kevin Shattenkirk. First of all, I don't think that Kevin Shattenkirk could have been a number one, uh, you know, decent, defenseman in his own zone, uh, but he was not Alex Petrangelo. He's not uh, Colton Preco. And a lot of his offensive opportunities and uh, being on the power play, you know, getting those points came because the Blues had Alex Petrangelo. So he mm-hmm. was kind of that next-tier guy and, you know, saw different forwards than, than Alex Petrangelo saw. You know, I think Preco is more in the mold of an Alex Petrangelo in terms of uh, what he can do. And so, Kevin Shattenkirk wanted to be paid. Eventually, Colton Preco will want to be paid. I don't see how you have the ice time, the role, and the uh, the cap room to have a Petrangelo and a Preco in terms of uh, the long term. JR, you always provide us great input. Thank you very much. We do appreciate it. Have a great weekend and a great Father's Day. You guys, too. Thanks uh, for listening to me babble on there. And uh, I hope that uh, we do see the DH because, uh, like I said, when I go to the ball game now, all I'm doing is fielding requests from these robots. Hopefully soon we'll be back to Bush Stadium and you can get those home plate tater tot nachos. Um, See, now you're talking my language. I don't care what they do with the rules. Just keep telling me about that. <laughs> <laughs> those are awesome. So, All right, JR, thank you very much. We'll talk to you soon. See you guys.